All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. <laughs> Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. That was definitely different. I don't think I want you to do that one again. That's fine. But as, hey. long as, as long as Brian can't say you've heard that one before. Hey, but listen. Here's the good news, Dave. <laughs> Here's the good news. Yeah. You have two weeks yeah. to practice a new one. Yeah, that's right. We are entering now into the first international break of the season. Whether you like it or not, you're getting a break. Four weeks into the start of the season, there's always an international break. We'll have it again in four more weeks after this. But uh, this first segment of the season has now ended, game weeks one through four. On one hand, it feels like, oh, we're not that far into the season. But on the other hand, it also feels like we have gone an exhausting way Four whole weeks in, forty whole matches in, and uh, and I'm not sure what to do with that. With that's, that, tension. that's because a lot has happened. A lot's going yeah, on. I hear that from from VAR to upsets to multiple upsets to what do we have with this team? What do we have? Is this the real team we just saw play? It's funny that you just made that comment, Dave, because uh, there's a game that we're going to play towards the end of this podcast that uh-huh. has something Uh-oh. to do. I'm not going to say any more than that. Okay. But as something, what you just said reminded me uh, about this game. So that's coming at the end of the pod. Okay. Listeners can have that to look forward to as we go throughout. We'll end the show talking about what we're going to do with our lineups. Uh, Dave, just a little teaser. I believe you have hit the wild card button for the first half yeah, of the season. Why are you still right? my thunder? Why, why couldn't I just come out and say that? Well, I'm the guy that typically announces what we're about to do, and then you I know, do but I it. like springing it like, hey, Scott, guess what? I activated my wild card. Well, the power of editing, you could do that. Hey Scott, guess what? I activated my wild card. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm happy for you. So don't you want to ask me about it later? I don't. Okay, I don't. But I'm enough. sure you'll tell us. So I won't have to. You're right. I but will. for the next two weeks now, I know that you'll exhaust yourself coming up with all the different combinations of what you want to do with your. No, it's true. Squad. I've already done that. In fact, what I've done multiple times is like get a lineup and then I'll I'll screenshot it on my phone, save it to photos, and then like tinker with it again and screenshot and save it to photos. So. I've done that multiple times, so I already can can go back and do it. But I mainly did it. I had to do a money grab on Sunday as multiple players were on the up, and I needed to try to get a piece of that action. So I know most some of you like like you don't care, Scott. You don't care about the money game. I don't. I am all about the money. As long as I was doing that last year, as long as I was all about the money last year, it was doing me well in the standings. So I just need to, to get back to that and uh, and get on the move. You're doing a great job setting me up for what I want to say next because at the end of the show, we'll also come back to our mini league table yes. and give everyone an update on where we stand heading into that international break. There's a lot 
of other things we're going to do here. We're going to give a manager quote of the week. We're going to give out the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week award. We're going to talk about some of the VAR storylines that came out of game week four. I have a feeling we're going to be on different sides of the argument on this, Dave. I love it. At least based off the little bit that we spoke uh, before we started recording. Oh, man. I think we're going to be in different places here, so we'll we'll, we'll come to that. Uh, And then there's about 45 different players that we need to discuss that that our listeners are interested in, that that we're interested in, that are probably going to be part of some of your lineup combinations with your wild card. we got a lot of guys that have got to be discussed. One minute per player. Brian, there's no way if you have anything on any (laughs) of these players, you're going to keep it under a minute. Five minutes per play. That's more like it. We're going to give you two weeks worth of content in one episode. Buckle up. Here we go. For the next 225 minutes, the Fantasy Soccer (laughs) FC podcast is going to take you on a trip. Let's get on to what we're talking about. We'll start in the place we always do, the Game Week 4 Dream Team. We'll start with the goalkeeper. Highest scoring keeper of Game Week 4 was Lucas Fabianski of West Ham. It's about time. West Ham 2, Norwich nil. Norwich, no goals. You know, if they obviously you're not expecting West Ham to shut out City. No. Uh, but Brighton and or Watford, neither have been good to start the season. They were not able to get shutouts there. But the high-flying, high-scoring, 19th in the table, Norwich City, they were actually able to shut out with a minus-four goal differential, Norwich City. Pookie Riot is over. Pookie... <laughs> Rebuke. Hey, it- <laughs> all it took was the defense that allowed the second most shots and the third most shots on target to shut them out. It's amazing that it all all it took was Norwich playing against one of the worst defenses through the first three matches to get zero goals. Brian, I'm going to ask you this because I feel like you're going to know. Was there any lineup change or formation change differences for West Ham going into this match? No, I no, I don't. Not that I know of. Uh, the only guy that was not out there that may have probably, I would guess, he would have gotten a, if not the start, would have gotten minutes was Mikel Antonio, but he got hurt midweek in the defense. I, I was, I guess, I was no defensively. No, the same back it three, have been the, the same, s- the same back four have played for the last three game weeks. Okay. Yeah, is that is that answering for, your question? Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. what I was looking for. It's been Ogbonna, Fredericks, Jop, and Masuaku. Arthur Masuaku, by the way, also making the Game Week Dream Team while we're on the subject of this match. He scored 12 points. This is Arthur Masuaku's team now. Is it? A stat-busting performance for Masuaku here. So credit to you, Brian. While while this game was going on and or before Masuaku did anything offensively in this game, I think I'd already mentioned or some point we had discussed wild-carding and or who would be worth bringing in. And... You had said for a 4.5 guy, you had mentioned to me Masuaku, and then he he goes out and gives this type of a performance, getting three bonus points. Yeah. Well, he got the assist on the Allaire goal. He gets six tackles, two interceptions, two clearances, two key passes, all of that to say that's exactly the kind of thing that earns you bonus points uh, in a match like this. He was a breath away from getting a second assist on Lanzini's header, Oh. That that Tim that Tim uh, Krull that Tim Krull barely it was Krull got tips on on yeah. Lanzini not to get a goal there. No, I mean, he, he was a perfectly played ball in a perfectly placed header. Did you see what I did there, Dave? It was very punny. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yeah. I just, I mean, I, I I would rather have. I wish Ryan Fredericks was good because <laughs> Ryan Fredericks. You've been wanting had, him to be good for well, a while. Well, I wanted him to be good last year, and he wasn't. And so this year. 
he he like you said at the beginning of the season, he didn't play a lot in the summer. No. It looked like he was at least getting competition uh for his spot and since the beginning of the season it's been Ryan Fredericks in there. So Masuaku has easily displaced Aaron Cresswell on that side. And yeah. I I a performance love, like this isn't going to take him out of the lineup either. Four and a half pounds with one of the most favorable upcoming schedules. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that transfer. Now, you're probably not bringing in Masuaku with a free transfer, but if you're wild carding, would you do it, Brian? Yeah, if I, especially if I needed... Now, hold on, Brian. So If on. I needed to drop to some... If I needed to make some money and I had an expensive guy, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that move. I guess you're right. It just I, depends on who. It just depends on who. I, I was mean, looking at the color codes, Brian, oh, and there's dear. not much green. But when I look at the teams, Villa United, Cherries, Crystal Palace. You have four. Yeah, you have four, four decent matchups in a row. You're not really scared of you know. At Villa, is probably worse than home against Aston Villa. Home against Manchester United. Who can't do anything right right now? Uh, at Bournemouth, you never know what you're going to get there. No, I like getting a clean sheet against Norwich. I I think the expectation is there were there were a lot of goals in this match. Most of them were West Ham's. We can talk about this in a bit for you know the, uh, a guy who squandered a couple opportunities here in the match. Norwich easily could have finished with one. I mean, there was no. They should have finished with at least one. I see what you're trying to set up there, Brian. And let me go ahead and oblige you by giving out now the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week Award. All right. Oh, wow. This award's going out to none other than Todd Cantwell. Wow. One of the one of the big two for Norwich in FPL so far this season. Yeah. Uh, he's actually the highest midfielder in terms of points per pound going into this first international break. But he was wasteful this week, wasn't he? He was. He overran a ball in the six-yard box yeah. that would have been headed into an open net. Oh, my gosh. And instead of heading it, because he overran it a little bit, he kind of looked like he'd been shot. Like, like he just flailed all of his limbs out, trying to get his head back to the ball, and it goes out. So you saying he, he flailed play. in the box looking like Harry King? <laughs> That's an Arsenal fan speaking right there for anyone who's new to our podcast. <laughs> hey, it's not stopping. Shots fired, Brian. Yeah, but you know what? Todd Cantwell, he was great for so long to start the season. Well, come on. You're not going to You're gonna. It's not over. Gonna hammer him down on, <laughs> no no pun intended there, hammer him hey, down on ten, one performance. No, I'm not. But he had a 10 and a 7 going into this match. He ends up squandering an awesome opportunity Easily to score. Easily the best chance of... For uh, Norwich. Norwich. And right. then he made a play that contributed to the second West Ham goal in yeah. this match. It was a pretty a wasteful performance overall. And one that was well-deserving of the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week And one of the other would-be best chances was ruled offside because he was uh, about a foot and a half. Cantwell was off? Cantwell blasted my favorite kind of shot, the one that hits the underside of the crossbar. Of course. Uh, which would have been a shot off target, obviously, but still, uh, it was a great chance. However, uh, the man was standing offside. So, so in, in full, congratulations, Todd Cantwell, on winning the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week Award. Mm-hmm. You, my friend, he earned it. sucked. Uh, I, he, listen, he earned I'm it. In, I don't know how, for a guy who I, is just now up to 4.8, how you do not look at this as anything other than encouraging. I know it was wasteful. No, no, no. I, I, However. I, I, listen, I say all that for what I just said. I had to close the segment out right, properly. Yes. I, I own him. Yes, and I will own him on the wild card. I just want that to be known. 
I will yep. probably own him on the wild card as well. So you still have a you still have about I don't know solidly point two to go up before he you know, he'll probably go up again around five. His his disappointing performance notwithstanding, he's still one of the top midfield transfers in over a hundred thousand transfers in so far since or the end of the game game week four. So. Continuing through the defense of our dream team, joining Masuaku is Yannick Vestergaard. Now, before I hear what you two gentlemen have to say about Vestergaard, Dave, it was just last week on our podcast, uh, a week where Vestergaard ended up scoring nine fantasy points at Brighton. You kind of had some disparaging things to say about him, and, and I think all of Southampton's defense, he goes ahead and says, you know what, fine, Dave. Let me do 11. Let me let me do two better than last week. Let me score a goal, get 11 more fantasy points on the board. He's in the dream team for game week four. So listen, our Slack workspace, and I saw what was being said about me. <laughs> so during the matches, I went back and listened because I look over at Brian, who I'm watching the games with, and I'm like, did I? I don't even remember saying anything. I go back, and Brian's like, well, it might have been the week before. And I'm like, well, I don't know. So I go back and listen. And you know what I found, Scott? I found that it was that guy. Yeah, it was right me. over there. That like, guy. Last week it was definitely me, <laughs> and, and and it was and I will not apologize for this. First Ooh. of all, <laughs> second of all, I know I know what I said, and he did almost the exact numbers of the things that I mocked that he couldn't possibly do. <laughs> so mock him again. What's what 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 do you it think he true. won't do? It's if you want to buy five dollar Yannick Vestergaard, do it. <laughs> this was the best case scenario. <laughs> if you bought Vestergaard going into this match thinking, yes, he will get a goal, you are either clairvoyant in a way that you deserve to be in a in a position of power somewhere, right? Or you are the dumbest, insane idiot in goal the chaser. history of the world. Goal chasers, point chasers. Southampton had two shots on target against Manchester United. Two. You know how many goals they scored, and you know whose head scored the one. So Vestergaard has taken three total shots this season. And oh yeah, this was his first ever Premier League goal. Good job, everyone. <laughs> Excellent work if you put him in there. So, I, I, I applaud everything about this. The only Southampton defender to get you any return this week, and it's because he scored his first ever goal. Excellent. I... Absolutely do not apologize for what I said. Not at all. So he's not going to continue this and get 13 in game week <laughs> yeah, five? I would bank on 13 for Vestergaard next week uh, whenever they play at Sheffield. All right. Well, finishing the defense in the dream team is uh, Liverpool's Trent Alexander-Arnold. Trent Luck-Alexander-Arnold. <laughs> Luck, Alec Luckard, luck, luck. Listen, I didn't want to. I didn't want to <laughs> be braggadocious about this. I took a call from Trent uh, about oh. a month ago. Okay, wow. and he he wanted to know. He's like, listen, uh, I, I know that you're you're well versed in this area. He goes, I've heard that you've you know, called something a shass. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Tell me about the shass. I told him about it. And uh, I didn't expect him to bring it out this week, but he did. Yeah. And he executed a perfect chess. It's true. It's true. By the way. No one, not even him. 
And that's what I told him. I said, you, when, when you do it, somehow, the, most, the greatest thing about a chasse is you have to be so convincing with it that you yourself are fooled. <laughs> and that would have been this. Because when he scored, I mean, he didn't even know what to do. He no. put his arms in the air. No. But there was no joyous celebration. No, because no. he didn't know. No one knew. Goalkeeper, I mean, it's so slow. You think, well, surely goalkeeper can get to that. He, it's only two steps away. He doesn't get to it. No. Dave, by the way, I, on a slight aside, I have a really serious question for you. Yes. Have you filled out the paperwork to trademark the term chasse yet? Uh, yes. Okay, good, because Men in Blazers is using it now. Uh, that's my word. Well, tell it to them. They've got the bigger audience so far. But this is typical, right? You know, time Here stamp we are. Small, stamp it. small you know but mighty podcast. Stealing shafts and then the Premier League stealing stuff from Brian's one big exactly. stat. I am sick of it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was nice when they were listening about, you know, bringing back the, the deadline on the transfer window when they were you know doing it for useful things. But now that they're just stealing our, our material, this is getting a little ridiculous. Unfair. Yeah, seriously. We need VAR to review it. Trent <laughs> Alexander-Arnold makes the dream team. In all seriousness. Hey, no. Hey, look, let's discuss this briefly because people who own him have been dying for something. Now, granted, they got they got a 5-1-5 and an 11. Okay? That's so, pretty so, good. Honestly, it's pretty good. But when you're investing so much into a player in your defense, you've kind of been screaming for something like this. And technically, he got – look, he's got three assists in four games. No, I, so that's I, not horrible. You're just like – When's he finally going to get a clean sheet? And now all of a sudden, boom, he shows up. Brian, three assists in four games. Yeah, Is I know. he worth well, owning? Yeah, of course he's worth owning. And he was worth owning from the beginning. And he was my choice over Andy Robertson and Virgil van Dyke from the beginning of the season. And I'm not... I, I feel really great about selling him uh, when I got rid of him two weeks ago. <laughs> it's really one of the highlights of my season so far. Even after his second assist... I thought, you know what? I should probably move this guy on. <laughs> You're having a season I, like I had I last can year. Get, I can get <laughs> sixes from guys getting clean sheets. Guys like Kyle Walker and Zinchenko, I can get clean sheets from those guys, and it's going to be better than Trent Alexander-Arnold and that garbage defense giving up a crap goal every week. And he just gets a five, and, uh, and yeah, then he ends with an 11 here. So, yeah, I love it. It's really great. <laughs> I uh, I own Andy Robertson. Yeah. I've had him all the way through so far from game week one through four. All right, so Scott, now that we've seen four four games, yeah, why do you still own him and not own uh, uh, if all things were even, Stephen, and you could go back and and own Alexander Arnold instead of Robertson? Would you do it? Do I know what I know right now? Yes. Yeah, you know that's what I'm saying. You know what you know right now giving you a free pass to go back and change it, would you do it differently? Because Robertson has two, 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 and a six. So here's the thing. He has zero assists. TAA's got three. Right. No, it's true. It's actually kind of puzzling. Real quick. He's also got zero bonus points, and I bring that up because last year he got a lot of bonus points. It's, It's puzzling because he's very involved in the play. When you watch Liverpool's matches, he's very involved, especially early on in matches. For him not to be getting the returns is a little bit frustrating as an owner of him. But here's the thing. I, maybe to a, an obnoxious degree, when I'm looking at transfers, I'm not really thinking about the past. I'm thinking about the future because as soon as I transfer somebody in, I've got him now for future matches. His past points are no good to me, right? Right. 
I still have Andy Robertson because of the fear of what he'll do the week I transfer him out. What Brian was just describing with TAA. Mm-hmm. That's a fear I have about Andy Robertson. This guy is too good not to be in the top three in overall defender scoring this season. Just because he hasn't done it through four game weeks does not mean I'm ready to send him out. It, it is tempting. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Like If I wild card, he probably won't be in my lineup anymore. I, I but just, for my free transfer, I've got other places that yeah. I can go, and I'm just too scared to know to, to find out what he's going to do the moment I send him out. If you're saying you would rather have Robertson's 12 than Trent Alexander-Arnold's 22, again, I'm going to have to say you're an insane moron. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I know. What, I'm, what I mean is I agree with you. It would be stick with a guy and don't you can't you can't possibly just swap guys in and out here. If I was buying, now that Andy Robertson has dropped, yeah, I would buy him for that exact reason. That's if I reason, didn't yeah. have one of these two guys, which I don't now. <laughs> if I was buying even right now, I would still find a way to make it Alexander Arnold. I would still buy Alexander Arnold. But and keep in mind too, it's all you, the that same. That one tenth might be that might be a factor. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it definitely hurts to have lost it, but he's going to gain it right back the moment he has a couple more clean sheets. And here's the other thing. For all the reasons why I bought Andy Robertson, they all are still in play now. He has no competition at liver, at left back for Liverpool. And he's somebody, going to play. And, and somebody else does. He's going to play more minutes than Trent Alexander-Arnold this season. It's going to happen. Alexander-Arnold is not going to keep playing every single match, especially once the Champions League group stage begins. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why I still think... Andy Robertson is going to come up to what we expect, and I'm gonna I'm gonna want to have him when that happens. Okay. Let's move to the midfield of the dream team. It's time for us to talk about Richarlison. Fifteen points for Everton in this past game week, a result that saw Everton defeat Wolves three to two. I think the only thing that's surprising about this is what took so long. Okay, it took four match weeks to get anything from him. Yeah. And then it happened against Wolves. And that's just a little bit more like I feel like it should have happened last week against Villa. Maybe the week before against Watford. Or maybe the week one against Crystal Palace. But it happened against Wolves where he goes bananas. Well, points are points. We know this. But come on. Goal number one, there is no greater gift to a guy who needs a goal than whatever keystone cops moment patricio and uh who was it connor cody whatever yeah, they were whatever they were doing whatever. yeah whatever they were doing that miscommunication that just dropped the ball straight to well ricocheted off keen it's i mean keen's lucky to get an assist on it and much less for charleston blasting it into the net i mean that's a gift of a gift hey that's one way to open your account yeah i mean it's good that he, hey, I mean, good for him that, that he, he that, got it but that still. second goal was nice though Right. Yes, that second yes, goal really was, nice. was what we remember. Like the best parts of last year that we remember from him was that second goal. Yeah, the, he looked like the way he looked the first six or seven matches last season. So, yeah, did you like? I that was my exact question. It's been my question for them. That's the obvious question with Everton. Where are the chances? They were hardly doing anything. I mean, I wrote that this week. Where are the goals going to come from if it's not Keen? Coming in, where like where are Richarlison's goals? Where is Gilfy creatively? Like where is it going to be? Like this this lineup maybe is the answer. It's Keen with Awobi and Gilfy 
and Richarlison. Like that that combination seems like it. I mean, it obviously produced more goals in twelve minutes than they had in three matches prior to it. Yeah. So. Keane Keen was interesting. He he played pretty well in this match. I would say a little bit better than uh, Calvert Lewin did last week. And if it continues to be Keane, you know, you have to wonder will will we continue to see what we have seen in this one match from guys like Gilfie and Rashad. Keane's had his moments even in the minutes he got in as a substitute. Um, Seventy six minutes with Calvert Lewin coming in off the bench sounds about right. I think that I mean that should probably continue. I liked I I, I mean this isn't Richarlison based, but I liked the connection between Gilfy and Alex Awobi. I think that yeah. connection looked really strong. Yep. Uh, well, I think Awobi's gonna be a great player for them. I hate that he he left Arsenal. He's always good. He was always a good player for Arsenal. Singing but, his name, Dave. But he, that's good. I I like that for him. He just was never. He never had that. He had plenty of chances. He just never was that that top player to, to get you where you needed to go. The other thing with this too, like everyone's been asking the question from the beginning. I think Scott, you assumed this and I, we, I, I don't think we did anything to disagree. I mean, this is tired wolves. This is, uh, no Doherty, no Johnny. Jota's benched here. Moutinho's on the bench for this match. Like this was, this was like, what wolf the, was this? This was like B team wolves from last season. Five changes in this match. Playing here, the only real I mean, really, it was like it was like Willie Bully, Jimenez, and some guys. <laughs> and Patricio. I mean, that really was it. And I mean Well, this is what happens. You have to rotate, and they rotated half their squad for this. Doherty match. had to be rotated because he's Fitness having knee issues. surgery. Yeah. So and that's gonna be whether it was a mi- it's a minor procedure, but it's still weeks. But I, I, this is, I mean, it's just not. Adama Traore is the the man of the match for Wolves here. If it's not, if he's not out there, they don't score a goal. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I I like this. This is the Everton I think everyone was kind of hoping for with these attacking options. And so, yeah, Gilfie had ten crosses. Ten. He put in ten crosses. You know how many he has total now for the season? Twelve. Wow. So. He almost, you know, completely. I mean, he he basically had his entire t- season total in one match against, <laughs> you know. No, but listen, this is kind. Of, this one match kind of tells you everything about Richarlison and Gilfie that you need to know. Richarlison gets all the highlights. You know, he gets all the praise for his 15 fantasy points. What he did in this match, Gilfie quietly had five fantasy points. Right. Yep. But at the end of the season, I guarantee you, Gilfie's going to have more points than Richarlison because Richarlison. He's like he's like when you go to the hospital and you see that monitor that has the the mm. beeping like you know up sure. and down up and down up and down sure. that's that's for Charleston. and then towards the end of the season he the tends beeping to, that means you're alive yeah the up and the down yeah, thing sure. I can't and, the monitor and, and so, and so heart the, monitor thing so, so the Gilfie the Gilfie yeah. feed will be the one that means you're dead no the steady line no that just because stays he's across. not dead he's just gonna he's just gonna be <laughs> I know steady. he's not dead but it's just a steady line I'm not using that analogy with Gilfie <laughs> just with the Charleston hey but uh, look are you gonna own him. Who? You. He owns Gilfie. Richarlison. Scott, Scott I'm has... not going to Richarlison. I'm going to stick with Gilfie. Do you own Richarlison? No, I Me do neither. not. All right, let's move on. I'm going to go to another week, another blade in the Game Week 4 Dream Team. This Blades! week, Callum Robinson. Yeah. This is why Callum Robinson was owned enough to drop in price 
twice since the first week. <laughs> no, he's he's a five point three pound striker, classed as a midfielder. So he was playing the same advanced position in the preseason coming into the coming into week one, and it just didn't work. I mean, no returns will get you sold, especially when there's someone cheaper than you. Listen, this is where if you want to, can we? Is this where we can talk about Aspilicueta? Sure. So. I like. By the, the way, Chelsea two, Sheffield two. That's why we're jumping to Aspilicueta. Yeah, Go and ahead, the, Ryan. And this is related to Callum Robinson and also the own goal, which Callum Robinson gets the FPL assist for. Excellent on Zuma's own goal. All right, go ahead. So Football London is not the only place that's suggesting this, but this is the one of the more prominent articles about it right now. Whether or not this is the end of Aspilicueta as a starter for Chelsea. What? I would like you to guess the number of times that Dave gave away the ball. How many giveaways did he have in this match? If you know the number already, tell me. But I want you to guess the number of giveaways, the number of times he gave up possession in this match. Anything more than three is too much. Five five would be the max. The For max. someone the quality of Azpilicueta, you're saying that you, if... That five is like unheard of. It, when you're in defense and you give the ball away, you literally are giving them a chance to score. You cannot give the what's ball your, away. What's your final guess? I mean, I feel like I should guess higher. I was going to go with four. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'll go with four. Four or five. I'll go five. Cesar Dave Azpilicueta gave the ball away 20 times in this match. Okay. Even if I went high, <laughs> I never would have come up Hold with on. that. That's not... Come on, is what? that real? 20 Is that real? This is a official stat. 20 giveaways. Really, Dave? Yes. <laughs> really, Dave? Guess who and uh Stevens and Callum Robinson beat? Guess which side they were on? They're on to get Dave's the goals side. for yeah. Sheffield. Yeah, but was this was the overlapping center back just confusing, Dave? Guess what equation? percentage <laughs> of the attack was on the left side? The Azpilicueta side. 57. No, that's high. Okay. For Sheffield, Sheffield's total attack for left, left, right, center. Oh, we're including center. Yeah. So okay, this is I'm what percentage right. of the total attack in the okay. match was on that uh, was on Azpilicueta side. Thirty-four. Dave. Mm, Forty-five. Forty-nine <laughs> percent. Sheffield wow. obviously was targeting this. Yeah. They're targeting so, him. So, yes. Well, Brian, they're, they're, they're staying away from shut down Emerson over there is what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, I would too if I were them. And I have a guy that's going to give the ball away double-digit times. Wow. Wow. This is looking a lot more like the... Can Alon- he win the Wasteful Player of the Week award? No. That seems we've pretty already, wasteful. We've already given that out. This is looking more and more like an Alonzo-Emerson situation. And there's another one of these that's brewing, and we can talk about it later. So who's behind Aspilicueta? Glad you asked. Uh, Reese James, who is in FPL, he's listed. He he's is. five pounds. Yeah, he is the fan choice. He is the choice. He's injured though currently. Sticking with Chelsea, they had a player come in the game that is not in FPL this week. He is now <laughs> Billy Gilmore. This kid yeah. was popping zits before he came on the field. <laughs> really? Unbelievable! This kid had to have played with the under twelves that. <laughs> 
the day before. <laughs> he's well, there. He's this there. Is, this guy looks younger than David Brooks, and I didn't think that was possible. Hey, uh, Google Billy Gilman, the little boy that was a country singer years and Gil years Man ago. Gilman or Gilmore? I is think it's Billy, Billy Gilman. Gilmore? Look him up. It's, it's a, it'll remind you What of was this kid's name? The, Billy the point, Gilmore. The point is, Reese James is the, is the fan favorite here, but he's currently injured. He is on, I think he's is uh september 14th i think is he may have a date assigned to him it's it's after the international break like a lot of guys either way zapacosta is loaned so that that would be that would have been the choice last season right the other option that's mentioned in this particular article is tamori who we saw in this he match, started this match. who started but I don't know that they would. He, he's. I mean, this is a guy with not a ton of game time either. So saying the options are limited is well, it's a little bit of an understatement because the fans. This is the same thing. Last season, as much as Emerson played, Chelsea fans were demanding Emerson play over Alonso. Right. And that was that was building and building, and by the end of the season, it happened. Right. This is the similar thing here now, where it's Reese James. Let's get this guy some minutes, and if you could have that. It's not terrible. But they're only going younger. Yeah. And the results aren't great from a Chelsea Scott, perspective. No, I, not at all. I was just about to say this. As things continue to progress for Chelsea, if they do make top four, it will be almost as amazing as Leicester winning the title. It will be it will be scary too, because if these <laughs> kids hilarious. can get into the top four this year, how good are they gonna be in three years? Yeah, I'm just saying, honestly, they'll be lucky if they make top ten. I'm not going to go that far. However, I get your point. It's going to be interesting to see how much the club commits to this youth movement with Frank Lampard as manager before things start to get just Listen, a little Listen, this is tense. exactly the type of year that Everton needs to break into the top six. <laughs> I get your point. It's, it's, it's fascinating to see uh, because I, this has needed to happen for a long time for Chelsea, obviously. And now they've gone all in with this new manager. I think it's great. Uh, you know, there's a guy that I'm going to discuss in a little bit, uh, someone who's very familiar here in the United States, hint, hint, uh, who has done a, pretty well over the last couple of weeks. But it's it's fascinating to watch Chelsea commit to this youth movement. The problem is these guys have been great. And I think that most of them probably played together in the youth academy at some point. But all these guys have been out, loaned out to different clubs for the last couple of years. They have not played together until this year. And so there's no chemistry here. There's no common ground here because they were they were spread out throughout all of England and, and maybe even further than that for a couple of these guys. Now they're back home with the club and they're trying to figure out how to do this thing together again. And, uh, and it's been a slow start for them. It's going to be interesting to see how this experiment goes. Let's talk about a couple of Manchester City players. Kevin DeBrowna makes it into the dream team in the midfield. Sergio Aguero once again up front. Brian, is there a scenario looking forward where you feel like I can't not own both of them? Or at least one yeah, of I them. I mean... One of them. Don't you feel like you have to have one of them yeah. along with Sterling? Yes, and that is the move that I made with my transfer already. Okay. Uh, what move did you make? I found some money to okay. go from Anthony Martial to KDB. Okay, so you own Sterling and KDB in the Yes, I do. Um, I concur with the FPL analysis, the Fantasy Premier League 
uh, one of the videos they had prior to this week. Uh, I can't remember which which FPL mini pundit it was that talked about it, but just that he has he he's looking like he has two hundred point potential. KDB. Oh yeah. Assuming he stays healthy. So and that's right. the thing. Here's the beautiful thing about KDB versus Aguero. You never know when Aguero is actually going to play. Gabriel Jesus can come in for him at any and, time. And Gabriel and Jesus fine. is. Now hold on. I want to say this again. Up until the week two of this year, or whatever, when we were slightly surprised that Aguero didn't start, there is no time in the city's history where there was any type of a timeshare with Aguero and Jesus when Aguero was healthy. All right. Let me ask you this, Dave. Game week five. Which one is? Which one do you feel better about saying for certain this one's going to start? KDB or Aguero? Aguero. You think it's more likely Aguero starts over KDB? Absolutely. I and could not me, disagree more. No, let, me I, 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 let me tell you the minutes that in the first two weeks when Jesus was actually healthy, 21 and 65. 65 was really common last season for, for Sergio for Aguero. Sergio Aguero. Yeah. I, I do not believe for one second that Sergio Aguero is the f- absolute no, no question, no competition guy here. I, do. I agree. And KDB, Which is fine. you know what's nice about KDB owning him? You know when he's not going to play because there's going to be a colored triangle next to his name. That's what's nice about. It. There's very few surprises with KDB. There's only injuries, and you know what? I know when those are coming usually. So, and then I can transfer if, him out. If you knew, if I, if you knew right now that Jesus had a had a knee injury that was going to keep him out till Christmas, I would say sell anyone you have to get to Aguero. to get Aguero right, as correct. your starting so, forward. So I'll bring this up. Number one, so you guys are both banking the fact that even though we've never seen it before, there's going to be a timeshare. There's and, going and, to be a timeshare. what share. I will say is this. Even if, even if you're right, guess who's still scoring when he subs in? It's true. Sergio, Sergio okay. Aguero so, will score. If you, if you own him and you just keep him, so he will I'm score you points. I'm banking on the fact that there's never been a timeshare before. There hasn't been. So... There hasn't been, no, but there's so, been, a, Jesus, but there's, but there's if, been a lot of. He's 31, and he's going to be 32 before the season is over. And this is probably, I mean, if, if they haven't played a lot of matches yet, Dave, the matches really get going here in October. All I can go on is the past, Scott, and Lord knows if you want to try to get in the mind of Pep Guardiola uh-huh. and try to guess his lineups, no you be it. I am going to go with what has he done in the past, mm-hmm. and guess what? He could crap on me, and if he does. I'll go with the fact that, you know what, that guy even scores when he subs in because City freaking scores a <laughs> ton of goals True. every single yeah. time they step on the field. Now, now hold on, because if anyone's been listening to this podcast so far this season, they'll know that you have gone big up front with Kane and Aubameyang yes. as your forwards. Yes. So are you saying right now on record that when you lock in that final wild card induced team for game week five it's going to include sergio aguero yes who is it going to come at the cost of harry king kane out aguero in yeah spurs scare me a little bit brian i'm sure will change my mind with stats but (laughs) i'm i'm sure it's not for my gunner hate i was rooting in a weird way for him i mean it didn't kill me when he kicks a penalty and i'm like all right well that's good for my fantasy team right um and little did you know you know 50 minutes later your club would come back and tie it sure Sure, sure. With Aubameyang scoring, which again was good. Yeah. Um, now, you know, when I when I wild carded, I, my team I feel like overall looks better with with Tammy Abraham and and Aguero. And Tammy Abraham, I'll bring up right now, is also in the dream team with thirteen points. He so is. 
Abraham. You think he'll continue doing that? Yeah. I do so too. I, I do. <laughs> the two guys I like on Chelsea are Abraham and Mason. Mount. Abraham looks the part. I've yep. heard his interviews. He's an intelligent dude. I think he knows the game. He's 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 been loaned out multiple times to multiple, multiple teams, times. and now he finally gets his chance, and he's doing it. Yep. And yes, it was against Norwich and Sheffield. Fine, I get it. But it's the types of goals that he's scoring. It's the positions he's getting in. It's the runs he's making. And when he has some other talented kids out there, Pedro's no kid, but Pedro's talented, but Mount and Pulisic serving balls in, it just seems like, yeah, Abraham has a chance to to continue that. So I'm just trying to figure out, does my team look better overall with Abraham in there or with Aubameyang and Aguero? Because Aubameyang did not make the dream team, but he was in my team, and he continues to score fantasy points, scoring and getting points now for the fourth week in a row yeah. where you get some form of a return. He's six, got a 6-6-5 six, six. Six, yeah. and a 9. Yep, that's right. And he's got two of the weeks he's gotten bonus points. So it's just like, like and as Brian has said, no one has a better schedule than Arsenal coming up yeah. all the way until December 7th. No, it's got to be Kane that you so, know. Yeah. So Aguero in for Kane. This is the my personal dilemma that is going to be killing me for two weeks is I've put a team together with a Young and Aguero up top, and it's pretty weak in a lot of spots. Yeah, I, still have, I still have other, other heavy hitters. But you want Tammy Abraham up front too? So here's the deal. Is Tammy it's like is Tammy Abraham and Dina and a couple of the other guys that I can spread the money around to to have are they going to score more points collectively than if I just have Obama Yang in? And, and and what also scares me, and I put this on Slack earlier today, was Emery scares me. I mm-hmm. don't yeah. know. It never seems like he knows what the best lineup is, and that's terrifying. Every week we feel like, oh, we're getting closer to a, a better starting lineup, but we still can't figure out how to put the best lineup out there. So I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do about it because, like my brother Matt would say, you are crazy for even wild carding. You're crazy for taking a Yang out of your lineup. And I'm like, well, I know he's done. Every, he's pointed every week. You got something. I mean, who's upset with someone who you get points, offensive returns from him every week so yeah. far? Right. And I'm looking to transfer him out. Why? Well, I don't know why yet. I don't have a good reason, and I, I don't know. Unless you think you can get more moving forward dilemma. from someone just, else. Yeah. I, Aguero and Brian will say, "Dave, you're stupid. Go with Aguero and, and and Tammy Abraham." And maybe that's the case. I just feel like Aguero feels like right now he is a must own. Sure. All right. Fair enough. I'm scared to to go there, but when he does score, he scores big. So there's something there to that. You've heard Dave. Uh, reference a couple of times in this episode our Slack workspace. Just want to give a quick plug for our Patreon page. Uh, there are there's there's a tier of giving monthly giving that you can uh, give to this podcast to help support what it is that we're doing. And at that tier, you'll be invited into a couple of the channels in our Slack workspace where you can have access to. Uh, question us about things that that you want help with with your fantasy lineup and you can just see some of the general banter that goes on that dave's been referencing uh between those of us who are in that workspace uh, it's patreon.com slash fsfc uh, for those who are interested 
Remember really quickly, too, that you can follow us on all of our social media channels where we're active, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we do different things on those different channels. Instagram is a running diary of my lineup so far this season. Uh, Facebook, uh, in addition to just some general posts about new links that we've got up and, and links to different content that we've been putting out there on our website, fantasysoccerfc.com and and you know some of the different podcast episodes that we've had in addition to that on facebook i'm posting the points per pound squad each week throughout the season kevin DeBrown, one of the guys that we've just referenced in the dream team cracked the squad for the first time this season after game week four he's now the second highest midfielder in terms of points per pound which if you think about his price is very significant. You've got Cantwell in the fours, who's number one. DeBrana in the nines is right behind him. That's a lot of points to already be in the points per pound squad. You can yep. follow that on our Facebook page. Just search for Fantasy Soccer FC. Dave, one other thing about Sergio Aguero. You want to know this? I yeah, because it's probably going to hurt me. But well, no, yes, just tell I, me. I know you. I know everyone wants everyone to stay healthy. Last season was the first time Sergio Aguero played more than 30 matches in a season in three or in four years. So he featured 33 times. He started 31 times. You love that. I think overall you say that's, that's really good. If you can get 31, 31 starts out of Sergio Aguero in 38 matches, I think you probably say that's worth it. But that takes management. And that's also assuming he doesn't get hurt. And he spent tons of time hurt in the last five years, too. Not nearly as significantly, I don't think, as the Brown it has been. But what I'm saying is it's I feel like it's there are some guys where it seems like it's more of a roll of the dice of the dice. And it and in this case, yeah, I totally agree. Could could he blow a hamstring? Could DeBrana pull up, you know, lame one of these times again? Yeah, of course. And everyone would feel terrible, but yeah, of course. As long as he's healthy, I think you. I think you're totally. Look, we said it two weeks ago. If if you can make Sterling, DeBrona, Aguero happen in your squad, and you can put those three guys and have a have a playable team everywhere else, I don't see where the downside is in that at all. That's the reason why I'm. I I, I mean, I'm asking it. You know, on the internet in. The one big stat article <laughs> two two weeks ago. The my question is: Why do twenty percent of people? Why are twenty percent of people using a roster, one of their Manchester City spots on Ederson? I get that he, you know, you want a goalkeeper to get clean sheets. I'm one of those, by the way. Go ahead. You're spending. Brian. I just. I'm just. You're saying, stupid, then, Scott. I'm just, just to put a like, face. <laughs> just to put a face to the statistic, what, Brian. What I'm, I'm one of those guys. What I'm saying is, he's not going to get a lot of saves ever. They are net, he is he I would say it's rare that he's ever going to get more than two saves. Their possession is just way too high. Two saves. No, yeah, no, true, yeah, though. yeah. I I get it. So I get it. Even if you're going to have like if you were going to have, you know, Zinchenko. Go. You have Zinchenko. Yes. I, you convinced me last week to bring him in. Yes, and that was good. You're happy My with My three this. citizens are Ederson, Zinchenko and Sterling. Sterling. Right. And that's I guess what I'm th- what I'm saying is if you could go from if you can make a dollar and a half uh, by going from say you go from Ederson to Fabianski or like you know I, I have Nick Pope as my only playable goalkeeper right now which isn't bad and that's two that's a you know that is a that's one point six that you're gaining to go from Ederson to Pope 
But here's to the deal, put Brian. that one point six to somebody else. If you can, if you can move the money around and make make one of your other midfielders. If you did Sterling to Browna, if you did, if you did to Browna Aguero as a as a, I I just think that I just feel like the points are way better in the attack. I have a plan though, and it's different than what you just described. The moment Allison's coming back, he's back in my lineup, and Allison's already down to five point eight. Okay. So Which when, is good. when I go to from Ederson to Allison, I'm gonna I'm gonna make that move. The money will be there. I'll mm-hmm. gain a couple of tenths in the process, and then I'll have a citizen freed up to where I can do something elsewhere in my lineup and get a th- you know get a KDB or an Aguero, so another citizen that's further up the pitch. Do you think? Are you worried a little bit that in one in four weeks Liverpool's been able to hold one clean sheet? No. Do you think it's all just because of Allison? Well, I mean the the one clean sheet uh, against Arsenal. That's a you know that that one was uh well, no I'm sorry, which was the one where it was a deflection? It was, it was Southampton. You know the Southampton so the Southampton clean sheet you know was was lost off of a stupid deflection play. You could entirely attribute that to to Adrian. Um, I do think a little bit the goalkeeper does a lot for the for the back line. In cohesion and, and making sure there's you know the communication's different. The goalkeeper is a key part of that. I think it, it's going to be immensely different once Allison comes back in. The very thing I said the moment uh, Allison got hurt was it was going to cost Liverpool a few clean sheets and a couple of points. Now so far it hasn't cost them any points, but it has cost them the clean sheets, and I think it's only going to continue to get better as we go into the season. And honestly, you leave Andy Robertson now, you leave. Allison and go down in goalkeeper now. You leave Trent Alexander-Arnold. You've got to go back up to those guys when you want to get them. It's going to hurt to do that. Why do that? Why not just be patient? I got six clean sheet points from Andy Robertson. I got the same thing from Zinchenko and Ederson this past game week as well. I feel okay about my slow and steady approach to the season so far. I haven't played my wild card yet either. I'm going to be tempted during this international break. But you know what? I feel really great about my one free transfer per week approach to the start of the season from from the lineup I started with at the beginning of the year. And... Going to Alice, going back to Allison, I feel like that's going to be a winning move for me. I'm going to gain some money along the way. Sticking with Andy Robertson is going to be a good thing in the end. The only thing that I want to do is get the ability to grab a KDB when I sell Ederson, but I'll be okay waiting a couple more weeks if that's what it takes to do that. Quickly, I'll say this, Brian. I do. My current wild card that I have, I have Aguero, Sterling, and Kevin DeBrown. Mm-hmm. I also have... Uh, in, so my top three, real quick: Aguero, Abraham, and Jordan Ayew. Mm-hmm. Salah, Sterling, De Bruyne, Cantwell, Sabalos, Rico, Loton from Burnley, Dina Lundstrom, Gilbert from Aston Villa, Nick Pope as my goal. You're not going to score a lot of defense points. Well, so Burnley's schedule is amazing coming through. Yeah, you're still and, not going to score a lot and of defense Dina's points. Dina's back there, so I feel like between Pope, Loton, and Dina. And then if Lundstrom's in there, and Rico and Gilbert are my other two that aren't playing, I'm only planning on playing three defenders, I'll be fine. Do you really expect to get anything from Lundstrom moving forward? A little bit. Listen, I love what Chris Wilder was have been saying. I love the attitude and the spunk that Sheffield, they, they draw at Chelsea this week. They lost to Leicester in a respectable 2-1 the week before. They beat Palace, and then they, they draw Bournemouth. I'm just saying... This is a Sheffield team that showing some spunk and some attitude, and I like it. Like, yeah. yeah, and their schedule coming up is tough. 
Yeah, tenth place Sheffield. Yeah, yeah, but they're not going to stay there. No. Hey, guess who? Guess. But who, they might hang around. Hey, guess who has created the same number of big chances this season as David Silva? Lundstrom. Lundstrom. In your face, Scott. It's go only one. going to drop. That is, he's only going <laughs> to fall. He's only going to fall in yeah, those you're standings. You're probably right. Oh, you're I'm 100 percent right. No, By you're not 100. percent 100. percent By game week 18, you know what you're going to say? What? John? Who? That's we're, what you're going to say. Right, game week 18. That. No, By no game way. week 18, sure. will John Lundstrom still be relevant in fantasy scoring? There's no will way. He, will, oh, I feel so right. good about so, listen, that. I, what does that, Brian? I, what, what, I, what number in in defense and fantasy scoring in defense does Lundstrom have to be to be relevant? Does I he don't have to be in the top twenty. Here's what here's what Lundstrom has to do to be relevant. He needs to play. That is it. When he is four point two. All Lundstrom has to do is start, and he's doing that. And not only is he starting, he's starting as a midfielder. I don't care if he gets zero. And an attacking midfielder. I want I want a guy who I know has a chance to be out there that's four pounds. And right now, Rico is a, is a toss-up. Grant Hanley is injured, and it's not a terrible injury. It's not going to keep him out forever, and, and Norwich has their center back and defensive injury problems. But Norwich defense is but you don't. But you're not really doing that. Lundstrom's not a center back. He's not even playing on the wing. He is a he and, is and playing in in midfield. An attacking and midfield he position. He is in advanced positions. I this guy is last he is the Juan Basaka of last season. You're not. You don't want him. You're not counting on him to get a six every week. What you want is an enabler at four pounds, who's playing, and that's what he is. I don't listen. I don't care. He can get two. I want the chance to get points from somebody who's that cheap. Scott, he's, he's doing that really well right now. He's currently tenth in the defender scoring. He's first in points per pound. He is defenders. relevant. Yeah. He but, won't be by so game week eighteen. All right, but so, but what does that mean? I'm willing to bet that. But what does that? He's mean? currently tenth for defenders. Yes. Yeah, he'd be outside the top twenty by then. Okay. Easy. Inside the top, I say he'll be inside the top twenty, scoring defenders by then. Total points, not points per pound. Total points, points. Well, he'll definitely be there if it's points per pound. But fine. Total points. Okay. Bets on. Written down. Adding it, to, adding it to the list. Come on, you Lundstrom. Oh, no. He has no chance. By the way, let's go real quick to the manager quote of the week. For the second week in a row, it comes from Sheffield United manager Chris Wilder. You talked about the attitude that he has. Here's what he had to say about drawing against Chelsea. Three years ago, this is Wilder now, three years ago we were bottom of League One, and now we have come away from Chelsea with the result. We are not day trippers getting autographs and collecting shirts, end quote. Boom! In your face, Scott Lundstrom's here to stay! Uh, <laughs> not worried. I feel great about this bet. Oh, man, you're so, you're so losing this one. Well, we haven't done this in a while, but we went longer than expected. And so what I decided to do, and we had no idea at the time of actual recording this, but I decided to split this up into two parts. So we do have an extended international break. This will probably play into that well. And I hope you don't get too upset with me, but it just needed to happen. So enjoy this, um, I don't know, part one, side A, 
and we will get the B side out as soon as possible. Thanks. <laughs>